Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Welcome to episode 404 of Where the Heavenly Bodies Are. I guess you're asking, where have I been? Well, uh, in the <laughs> uh, in the calling of research, I found myself, found myself in a deep rabbit hole. A nice one, actually, just discovering more than I really knew before about the Afukas energies and how they are very strong in musicians' energies. A lot of the musicians that I really, really like adore that I did not check to see when their birth dates were were actually born as the sun was shining in the focus. And the more I looked from the fifth, I believe, the more I found. And so there was just so much information to collect that I ended up uh, not having time to really post it. So let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back to the 5th of December. Where I found J.J. Kale after midnight. We gonna let it all hang out. <laughs> he was born in 1938 on the 5th of December. And then the artist, songwriter, Carrie Hilson. Now, I knew Carrie Hilson that song I like, the song with Timberland, The Way We Were, and I think Kanye. But did you know that she is a talented songwriter of her own accord and has made quite an impressive discography of songs? And that actually when they talk about her collections of songs, <laughs> I could read in between uh, some stronger focus energy. So it says, Hilson's music style in R&B, hip-hop and pop, womanhood, sexual intimacy and love are the typical themes. Her music influences come from her father's side of the family, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't know all that, but uh, yeah, i found that quite interesting as well. So there's also a gospel singer, well-known gospel singer. I put that on the playlist, James Cleveland. Go tell it to the mountain. I don't know if he wrote that, but anyway. Then we have Sonny Boy Wilson and Johnny Pate. These are well-known um, jazz musicians making you know like the incredible progressive modern creative jazz like the creative juice for a focus is off the chart now normally I don't really go venture out into other um kind of uh personalities because I feel that the music has a vibration and a frequency and it's a international language but I found myself being drawn to a couple of names that were connected, not only by the way that they looked, but also what they did. So the first one was, again, on the fifth, a woman called Joan Didon, and she wrote The Year of Magical Thinking. I just was caught by the title, born in 1934. And she wrote about how to deal with grief if you lose someone. And it was made into a film and she also has family members. But the interesting um, takeaway from her and her writing is that idea that 
of magic, of really believing that you can make things happen. (laughs) I don't know whatever way to say that. Um, I guess magic is different for everyone, right? But everyone needs a little magic in their lives. And I think I even looked up what the word magic means. And these are the two things that come together for me. So, how could I forget to tell you where the heavenly bodies have been, are going to be, and are? Let's do that since I was away for a couple of days in case you want to go back and see if there was a transit of any heavenly bodies. There's a lot of things now because I'm aware um, this afternoon that the moon was at the midpoint of the Saturn and Jupiter, (laughs) you know, the culprits (laughs) who've been in the sky and been making uh, a lot of connections since 2020. So that seemed to play out from my side here in the UK. I could see some correlation. And, you know, one thing I want to say about that as well is that it brings up the 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 fact that we can um see that <laughs> with everything going on that we are not in the age of aquarius we are the age of <laughs> the challenges <laughs> to get to a place where is it what we thought it was going to be we have a choice age of aquarius it also could be technology and it can be humanity and is there a balance between that, those two waves of thought? And we look at where the ages are when um, we use the indicator of the spring equinox to know which age it is. And we're actually at the end of the age of Cetus and Pisces. And actually in the next age, or this little age where we're going, which will take some hundreds of years, um will be a time where Pisces will, which is a very highly spiritual, when it's not, (laughs) maybe challenge as our Pisces spiritual part has been with this Cetus, with the sea dragon, the fire uh, sea dragon challenge. So this is interesting kind of change of the gate, if you will, being on the cusp of an age and dawning another age. But um, the way that it's mathematically seen is we're dawning the age of Pisces. And the Pisces that needs to free itself from the influence and the entanglement of Cetus energy, okay, because Cetus and Pisces have been aligned um, up until this point, and this point takes 72 years to change, so we are right in the midst of that happening, and it just seems so obvious to me that that's exactly what's going on. Cetus has the energy where we see a sperm well, more one that is connected to the earth plane and connected to the waters of the earth plane and is a deep breather and a collector of information, a collective air, and then alchemizes that air and then... Mm, changes it and alchemizes and looks like water but changes the form of the air and changes it into mist into more form of water so when it goes in it's air can't be seen when it breathes out it can be seen it's water and that is what the well does taking in the air 
taking in the information and using the energy of fire and its body, its heart shape. There's heart shape blowholes of whales and blowing that air out, which looks now like water, which has alchemized in the form of water, one of the forms of water, of emotion. And it just seems for me that's kind of what's happening now. I mean, you can't, I mean, that's one way to describe what's happening. So let me tell you where the planets are. I might stick this in the middle so people don't um, have to go to the end to find out where it was. So let's see. Monday, we have the. I'm going to go back to Monday. Because I don't think I came on. I did a private podcast on Monday. For the Wake Water Cocos. Sorry for that sound. I have to just make it visible. So yeah, we started this week out on the 6th of December. Oh, that wonderful telegram. It's just too loud. Be quiet. Apologies. Okay, I won't do that again. Okay, so... On the 6th, we had the moon was in the Sagittarius, right? So we had this Afukas weekend, and then we had the moon in Sagittarius moving towards the Venus and the Pluto positions at 26 and 28 degrees Sagittarius. Saturn was at 9 degrees Capricorn. Jupiter is at 26 degrees. It just went to 26 degrees on the Monday and Neptune at that time was still stationary. Uh, Uranus was 12 degrees retrograde of Aries and Cetus and the North Node was just reaching 7 degrees of Taurus really aligned with the Pallades star system and Mars was at 16 degrees of a Libra. Sun was 6 degrees of a Fucus and Mercury was 10 degrees of a Fucus. So Mercury is like a good 10, good 3 degrees ahead of the Sun now after spending a lot of time behind the Sun. Then we want to look at, that was around noon GMT time. So that's the beginning of the day on the 6th. Let's look at the another time perhaps on the 7th which could be that would be early in the morning okay we'll look at the 6th why not again we'll look at 21 21 I like to do the numbers On the 6th GMT time, which would be 1.21 p.m. GMT time, right? So, we have... The sun at 7 degrees of Fucus, Mercury at 11 degrees of Fucus, Mars moved to 17 degrees Libra, and the moon was getting in close contact with Venus. It was at 24 degrees of Sagittarius, Venus was at 27 degrees of Sagittarius, and Pluto was at 28 degrees Sagittarius, so very tight. So you want to kind of see what was happening in your life then. It's good to look back sometime as well. On Monday the 6th of December everything else to be honest was in the same position then we have on the 7th on the day that Neptune started to actually mathematically move forward right I like to do 
where is it? At, wouldn't that be, did everybody get up? Oh yeah, 4.44 p.m. GMT time, which is 8.44 in the morning PST time. On the 7th, let's see what was happening there. Well, the moon had left Sagittarius. So if you want to know when exactly it happened, you just count one degree for the moon's movement every two hours. And then you can get it. So I think we said it was at 24, 26. It was 24 degrees at the time yesterday. And then you just have to move one degree ahead. So on the 7th at 4.40 p.m. GMT time, that's 8.44 in the morning, PST time, Mars is at 18 degrees, um, almost 18 degrees of Libra. The sun is not eight to seven degrees still. We'll go into eight degrees soon on that day because it's quite early in PST time. Mercury is 12 degrees of a focus. Venus, so that was, oh gosh, was yesterday, today. Venus was at 27 degrees. That just seems so weird. Doesn't it? You have to check these computer times. I think. So, well, yeah, it takes, Venus takes a while. So Venus is 27 degrees, Pluto is 28 degrees, and the moon went over those three. And it was at three degrees of Capricorn on the 7th. Okay. Then Saturn still at 9 degrees. Jupiter still at 26 degrees. Neptune then straight. Still at 22 degrees, but moving forward. So I did see, feel the sea of change happening on the 7th of December. Uranus planted well in the 12 degrees of Aries, and North Node is at 7 degrees. Taurus really firmly placed there. Chiron is at 16 degrees, still a Pisces. Now, what happened on the 8th? Very filled with a lot of um, the Earth days. Let's take it for the same time. Mm, I think that's only fair. That's 8.44 a.m. PST time and 4.44 p.m. GMT time. Okay, that's what I was feeling that day. It was around right before that. So we have Mars still at 18 degrees. Oh, the north, the south node is still at zero degrees, Scorpio. Um, The sun is at eight degrees of a focus. Mercury is at 14 degrees of focus. Venus is 28 degrees of Pluto. No, 28 degrees of Sagittarius because it's, yes, so on the 8th, and there's a lot of crazy things happen here in this country on the 8th. Look and see. Was the first conjunct same vibration of Venus and Pluto. I want to think about... I had a really good day on the 7th, actually. I guess I... Kind of, but thinking kind of... It was a weird day. Um, But... Mark this time. Make notes what's happening. Because this is when the... Um, Mercury... No, Venus will be stationed with Pluto for quite a while. This is the first contact. And then, because it's slowing down, about to go retrograde... It will be stationed uh, with Pluto as well. So now it is at 28 degrees with Pluto. Mm. Um, and we have the moon at 17 degrees of Capricorn. Jupiter at 26 degrees of Capricorn. And the moon was in between those two. So, you know, what a transit for the moon to go through the Jupiter and Venus, the Jupiter and Saturn 
um, alignment in Capricorn, not in Aquarius. And Neptune going towards um, Pisces, like finally. So Neptune will not come back to this point it is at in Aquarius for another 164 years. So it's going to finally leave this time Aquarius and it ain't going to go back because it does go retrograde for a while. It's a slow mover. It could do, but it's not. So, yeah, so much I can say about that, but I'm just telling you what her buddies are and I have talked enough. Everything else is the same <laughs> than the day before. So I don't need to say it. I'm going to tell you where it is for tomorrow. You're going to be ahead of the curve. I like doing that, actually. I was going to do that, and then I forgot I was doing it because I'm 50-something. Sometimes I just forget things. It just disappears from my brain. Okay, so this is for Thursday, the 9th of December. Ahead of the curve, we have for this day still the south node at zero degrees, Scorpio. Mars at 19 degrees of Libra. The sun at 10 degrees of a focus, which is powerful because it's a one, and the Venus and Pluto conjunction is a one, two. Okay, so that is still happening. That the Venus and the Pluto are at 28 degrees, which is two plus eight is 10, and the one. Oh, there's another 10 almost later on that day. Not yet. So Jupiter, Saturn's going to go to a 10, but right now that time it's a 9. So I might be jumping the gun. It might not be vibrating the 10. Um, we have... Well, let me pull it. I think I'm going to change the time on this because... Just to see when the magic moments are. That's what you want to know. This magic moment. So if we do 6.44 p.m., that's GMT time, which will be, of course, 10.44 a.m. PST. Yep, 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 yep. And what do we have? We have not big of a change from before. Okay. Anyway, anyhow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mercury will be 15 degrees. The sun, sorry, the mistake, is still 9 degrees of a focus. Um, in another hour to after that, it will be going to 10 degrees. So that was a mistake. Um... Venus is 28 degrees of Sagittarius, and so is Pluto. So that's the main thing what's happening tomorrow is this positioning. But there's two nines in the mix, the nine of the sun and the nine of Saturn at Capricorn, nine degrees Capricorn. Jupiter is at 26 degrees still, and the moon is... At four degrees of Aquarius and this four degrees means a lot to me sticks out because I remember when Ju before Jupiter went retrograde it had made it to four degrees of Aquarius so I see these as interesting parts of the puzzle um, for tomorrow It'll be interesting to see if that kicks off anything that brings in the four working with Neptune at 22 degrees but going direct now and everything else is the same <laughs> north node is seven taurus uranus is so slow it's gonna be 12 degrees forever until probably oh no it's gonna go to 11 degrees actually and then it's gonna go station and then it's gonna go direct so yeah we're near the end of the retrograde season for uranus um yeah, the interesting thing, like in four days, Mars is going to hit the south node. I don't usually talk into the future because we don't do that in Sky Astrology so much. I don't see 
curious. I do have to do it sometime, but I look at it, I like to look at it all together, like what happened in the past, what happened now, and what happened in the future to connect it, which I just did with the eclipses for a few people, which was quite revealing. <laughs> yeah, so that is what is happening. So main thing is happening is Venus and Pluto. And I have to say, I'm I want to just give my condolences to family members of the woman who um put herself on fire and said nobody cares. These restrictions are killing us in Australia and then and this isn't on the media um like especially in Australia where they were talking about people uh leaving their homes, leaving their area to go play cards. That used to put that on the news all the time. And here is this woman, I think ten percent of people in Australia committed suicides based on the lockdown because of the lockdowns. And that should concern us. It's good to see the group of people outside of the Australian embassy. You know, that people, it's just, even if you think you can't change anything, it's the thought, the power of thought that counts. Power of thought that counts. Which reminds me, if I go into town, I can go to the embassy and just put my thought, my magical thinking to let them know I'm watching. We care, right? You know, gosh, I guess it was like an old times bunch of people could get together, <laughs> buy a big ship or a boat and set for sale to Australia. <laughs> you know, and it like I think, you, you know, especially the indigenous people of Australia, they having a hard time of it as well. Like being targeted by this gene therapy. And it's just like something to bring us all in the fold to understand the true energies and that these energies are part of our physical expression as well. So we're here. What are we, how are we expressing these energies? What are we doing in this physical world to express our spirit, our spirit and our soul that are connected? So... I'm not going to talk anymore. It's again 22 minutes. <laughs> okay, time to go. Thanks for listening. Cheerio. I won't be back tomorrow because I did it ahead of time. Cheers. The first connection was actually to do with what she personally, Joan Dion, said about her book, The Art of Magical Thinking. What's it called? The Art of Magical Thinking? The Year of Magical Thinking. (laughs) So the title of the book refers to magical thinking in the anthropological sense. Thinking that if a person hopes for something enough or performs the right actions, that an unavoidable event can be averted. Dadian reports many instances of her own magical thinking, particularly the story in which she cannot give away Dunn's shoes. That's her husband who passed away. As he would need them when he returned, the experience of insanity or derangement that is part of the grief is a major theme about which Dion was unable to find a great deal of existing literature. And the other connection to that, you know, will for thinking is the actual word magic. What does it mean? Where does it come from? And actually comes originally from Persian and connected to the Magi, connected to the magical month of December. And the wise men were normally scientists and astronomers and astrologers because they were the same back then. People who looked to the sky. People who looked 
to the stars, to the heavens above for magic in their lives. So what is magic? The power of apparently influencing events by using supernatural forces. Supernatural natural forces. Super maiming maybe the ones that nobody told you about. Not super as superior, but beyond what the eyes can see. Because most nature are, as we know it, is the nature that we can see, feel, and touch. But there's also the metaphysical nature of life, and that's the supernatural. We now know that more so than ever, you know, the energy is not Wi-Fi is magic. <laughs> you, you can't see it working, but it's everywhere, right? Um, it's a energy. So that made me think, whoa, what a magical time. Also on this date, I want to remember, was born a man called, where I got kind of stuck, a man, a Native American by the name, um, given the name of Crazy Horse, but actually I was told recently by my dear friend Teresa who knows all about the um, indigenous uh, stories and ceremonies that's actually spiritual horse and that he also looked to the sky and had magic and had something to share about what we can't not see in the physical realm and he was a fighter and he fought back in the times that the indigenous people of the Americas were being overrun, slaughtered by the people at that time. And he was a fighter till the end. So he's also born as the stars, one of the, in the constellation of a Fucus. So, wow, that was on the fourth, actually. Crazy Horse was born on the 4th of December. There was a couple of other people. I think I did the podcast for that. Like the birds and Dion Farris. I should give her a shout out because she's not that well known. But she has, she's a singer, songwriter, makes amazing, amazing music. You can look, I'll put something of hers on the playlist. Okay, let's go to the 6th of December. Because this is where the magic continues. Because I saw that the gentleman by the name of Jean Houdin, Houdini, or Houdin is French actually, was born. And he was copied by someone called Harry Houdini, which of course was probably more popular in America. English speaking, knew of someone who could escape the chains. And he renamed himself after Jean Houdini, but Jean Houdin was born on the 6th of December and one of the first modern magicians. And also what I found interesting is on the same uh, date, not year though, but John Houdini, he's born 1805. Diane Fortune was born 1890. Diane Fortune, which is kind of similar to um, Joan's last name, <laughs> just put a D-I in, um, is known as a kind of occultist. Um, I have to say, I, when, you know, I have to dig a little deep before I come at you with these things. And I found some of the stuff quite dark, but, you know, it's all about discernment and seeing what resonates and what doesn't resonate. The interesting thing is she talked about the sea priestess and, um yeah interesting ways to use um the stars to be aware of the stars and some things she said I really did not agree with because you know I'm like miss positivity one thing she said I'd like to give you an idea she said you must meet evil with evil or hate with hate or negative something you know that's not no I believe what what um Martin Luther King says that you have to heat darkness and hate with love you can drive out darkness only light can do that so um I don't I'm not such a fan of that concept and these are old concepts right 
So just want you to know. But the funny thing is also I used to watch Bewitch as a child and the grandmother, that actress born in 1900 on this day as well, was born. So she's like this Bewitch stuff. It's like the connected witchy date. <laughs> but a very, two very talented songwriters were born on this day. And one is my all-time favorite um lyricist because I I didn't really I he's part of a group everything but the girl he and his wife Tracy Thorne and also somebody that I met because I started with um who was it Desiree I met her and I saw Tracy Dorn at the science museum when I was with my son and she was with her children and I felt like running up to her thanking them for the lyrics saving my life but I didn't I act like I didn't know who she was um <laughs> but everything but the girl the Ben White um is born in 1962 actually a year before me and yeah those songs are amazing I'm gonna put the whole album on in case you, you want to indulge and someone also very talented but less known because until now I haven't really met someone who says oh yeah I know her <laughs> they didn't know her but she you know her music and she was also born in my hometown in Pennsylvania she's born December 6 1941 she unfortunately died of breast cancer whilst writing the song everybody knows the greatest love of all Yep, that song sung by so many people, supposedly Whitney Houston, performed by George Benson. But I grew up, my mother used to play um, the stylist disc in the spinners. We're talking like, you know, 70s music. And she wrote a lot of those songs. She teamed up with a songwriter from Philly, the Philly Sound. And his name was Bell. What's his name? I don't have the whole names now. Tom Bell, yes. And weirdly enough, her real name, they said her was, oh, she married me was Epstein. But she was Linda Creed. Everybody thought she was a woman of color, doesn't matter. Um, but I want to tell you the song she wrote, so you know. Um, she wrote, stop, look, and listen to your heart. Tell me that. This is all 70. Stop, listen to your heart. Tell me in the world why you, I'll put it on the... <laughs> I'll put it on the playlist. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> then a lot of songs is, You are everything. Everything is you. Bet you my golly wow. Break up to make up. That's all you do. You make me feel brand new. And yeah. It's like spinner songs and everything. But of course, the most popular song is... The greatest love of all. Like, amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, Any other ones? Oh, I love one of my favorite songs. I used to sing this all the time. I mean, you know when I think about it? Because I've got all this focus energy with, with the Venus and Mars and the moon. And I love this song to death. It's called Love Don't Love Nobody by the Spinners. I used to sing that song. It must have just when I was little. It just must have hit a cur- um a chord in my in my being. So yeah. Quite interesting. She's born on that day as well. And then I think I did a podcast for the Wake Water where I mentioned I think Nick Park who is the creator of Wallace and Gromit and you know Wallace and Gromit and it's like one of the first successful animations made that were unusual I mean I just see the focus energy off the chart for these days okay so let's go on to there's I want to mention Ira Gershwin who wrote I've got rhythm so much rhythm I've got rhythm blah 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 okay he was born also or she born he on the 6th now, the seventh had a few um, people too, and we're on the eighth today because we got a whole bunch of people: Chanel O'Connor, Nicki Minaj. Oh gosh, 
I can't remember, but let's not jump. Let's not jump forward. We just want to keep it real. Jim Morrison, let us say this today and then we'll go back to sevens because I have something else I want to talk about as well. Because as much as I talk about really positive things and everything's going on, there's some shit going on. Excuse my French. Excuse my French. Did you know that an Australian woman put herself on fire the other day and said, nobody cares? And that's quite tragic. Did you know a man, and I have to say this because, I have to say this because since the 7th, Neptune is no longer stationary. And what you maybe wasn't sure what was going on in the stock market or with crypto or with the the Omicron or what is it called. Now you slowly see there's things that I see coming out about, you know, hidden agendas and hypocritical behavior all over the world. And now... uh, so-called variant that hasn't killed anybody is locking down countries and I have a friend in Berlin who cannot go to certain places now I hear they everybody's looking towards these it's like so crazy it's like so clear in plain sight the more people acquiesce acquiesce the more restrictions there are I mean you cannot make this up People running around with their mask on, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's not enough. Got to get the vaccination. Right? Got to have a law. Got to do this. Got to do that. But the very kind of logistics of these laws where you put on a mask to cross the room in a restaurant, then you can take it off. Somebody said on Twitter, my 10-year-old knows something's wrong with that. So, and I believe that if a 10-year-old knows something's wrong with that, why is everybody complying? Do we feel, do we really want, do we kind of, are we tired? I, I get it. I get being tired and feeling helpless, feeling, what can I do? What can I do? I want to live my life. I want to travel. But it's more like, I want to, I want to, because maybe we don't understand that it's not about the I, it's about the we. It's about the we. And so it's my duty, if I have some people listening to me, to say these words because perhaps you're thinking them and it's hard to speak your mind in these times. Everybody, the council culture, everybody's judging everybody else for doing X, Y, Z, for having an opinion, right? So, yeah, I'm just keeping it real. The lovely Max Egan, if you listen to the bits I put in, he was in a really nasty mood. Uh, I'm not going to put his spit in. But I did capture a rabbi's um, piece that I'm going to just slip in here. Maybe it'll get controlled. I don't care. Sometimes you just got to do it, just waving your hands in the air and do it like you just don't care. And that's what I'm doing. Okay. So yeah, I don't want to make this a crazy long one. Even though I'm tempted to. I think I wanted to mention somebody else. But um, I want to just keep it short and sweet. I told you whose birthday is on the 7th. I played some of the music. Dan Hartman, who's who wrote the song Free Ride. And um, Jim Morrison's birthday, I told you it today as well. Chanel O'Connor. And then I was just going to mention on the 7th. But you see, this part of the sky is just teeming, teeming, teeming with creative, creative juices of musicians. Um, I also wanted to, the last but not least thing I want to say to all of you who have made it this far in the podcast is... When you look at the sun these days, when you look in the direction of the sun, know that you're looking towards the galactic center. 
And every year, every time around this year, there's just so many uh, energies, clear uh, sun hydrating, soul hydrating um, energies you can get. So I don't see the sun every day. Even means start getting up a little bit early. If you have to get up early, if you have to catch the sunset, if you're lucky in California and those lovely places with no clouds, woo! If any time to tank up is now, this month of December, you'll feel the difference. Have a go because, to be honest, that's the biggest takeaway I can have and. As far as the energy coming. So the song I played, Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin, which actually was an idea from his wife. And, you know, I looked and looked and looked, could not find any time for the wife, but they did it together. So, right. Um, that was for the seventh. No, the, the eighth. Is today ninth? I tell you, the days just go by. It's ridiculous. Um, the seventh. That was the seventh. Yeah. Um, but I played it today because I didn't do it tomorrow, yesterday. Okay. So going back to getting the actual energy of the sun. But the other thing I wanted to mention is that when you look at the sun, know that we all share that same sun. Somebody's looking at that sun somewhere else and it's not another sun. It's the same sun. We are all so very much connected and this is this magic magic of really comprehending and thinking about what that means and can that give us the strength to empower remember our power but empower the parts of ourselves that are maybe feeling a little bit shy maybe feeling a bit apprehensive or just plain tired and scared. But let the sun not only give you energy from its light, but also from its position. Its position in the part of the sky where there is the afukus who is holding the constellations, the snake, which are actually not a focuses. This is like deep and there's a lot of stuff like we're looking at it as it is. So serpents, caput and cauda, that's the head of the tail and the, and the, the head of the snake and the tail of the snake are two well, there were one constellation, but they made it, they cut it into two. And then in the middle of those two pieces is the focus. A focus is a humanoid, like representing us, maybe, who is taking the poison, the venom of this snake, and turning it into a medicine, turning it around. And I was always open about these ideas about snakes and everything. I never liked snakes. But from what I've been looking at with Hydra and correlating it to what's happening in our world with this um, virus and the gene therapy involved and this Hydra is connected to the Garden of Eden, there is some connection, there are some connections to be made with the snake. Being a snake, what does it do? Quiet, sneaky, coming up on you. What do you have to do? Act fast. I mean, come on. It's so obvious. So, the focus in us, the magic, the ability to remember, realize how big we are how we can take this from the head to the tail and be in control. The serpent bear in that case is to be in control of that. To be in control of this poison. There's poison in this Mother Earth land. 
the poisonous beings. There's one right on trial for all to see now. Maybe the head of the poison is still alive to see and the tail of the poison supposedly passed, killed themselves. But they are still there. And why is Linda Creed real name, well, married name Epstein? This is the, ooh, I'm getting chills. This is the mythology that I feel is the 2021 mythology because there's no such thing as coincidences. There's no such thing as coincidences. So, yeah, I've said a lot. It's 22 minutes. That's perfect time to say Thank you for listening. So much love to you and yours. And remember, we are all united under our day star. It's the stupidity of people is what's concerning me. The fact that the government is evil, I know that. The fact that we are controlled by evil psychopaths, we know that. What has changed? Nothing changed. The fact that people comply. That's a cause for concern. And you know why? Because these are the people who are going to go after you at some point. Not the government. The Nazis said we're not going to do another Holocaust the same way. We're going to do another Holocaust. We are in a Holocaust. But not the same way that it was brutal and forced. You're going to voluntarily go into the gas chamber. Like you see these long lines in Tel Aviv, people are just waiting in line. 5,000 people are waiting in line to get vaccinated. They're not even forced. There's no dogs. There's no, no SS officers. So the Nazis became more... Uh, the evil government. That's what's concerning me.